Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in folks and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a listener named Sydney. Hi, my name is Sydney and what if a manticore named, named Mr. Manticore fired Advocate P. Grumbler? And I like manticores in Greek mythology. Well, thank you so much, Sydney. I know you asked that question a while back, but I included it because we have another question about Abacus from Elliot. Hello, my name is Elliot. I am eight years old. Oh, I really like dogs, cats, pizza, and a lot of other stuff. My what if question is, what if Hungry Bungry rode a rocket ship to the moon and he crashed into Abacus P. Grumbler, who was also heading to the moon. Bye, love your show. Hope you remember Hungry Bungly. Whoa, there is going to be a lot to pack into this story. So let's get right to it and find out what if Hungry Bungry rode a rocket ship to the moon and crashed into Abacus P. Grumbler, who was also headed to the moon. And what if a manticore named Mr. Manticore fired Abacus P. Grumbler? Hi friends! Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we of course want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.
Abacus P. Grumbler had been head professor of the observatorium for going on 1,000 years. He'd helped a lot of people learn a lot of things, and he loved what he did, but he hadn't had much time to do things for himself. So today, Abacus was pursuing one of his most favorite pastimes, practicing his conjuration magic. Abracadabra, make some spaghetti? Hmm, gummy worms again. Abacus felt a little disappointed that his spell had failed, and as he went to reach and nibble on one of these delicious-looking gummy worms, he suddenly had a feeling deep inside his belly, not of hunger, but of shame. Oh, I shouldn't eat this sometimes food, he said to himself. Perhaps I'll take it to my secret nibbling spot and have it later. He started dumping the plateful of gummy worms into his wizard pouch, hiding them with a glum expression when he heard a scratch at the door. I know that scratch. It can be none other than the superintendent, Mr. Manticore. Now, you may not have met Mr. Manticore before, and Abacus had sure forgotten about him for the past 288 episodes, but Mr. Manticore was essentially Abacus's boss. Hey, it's me, Mr. Manticore. You follow my orders, Abacus. Get it done or get stung. That's what I like to say. And Mr. Manticore let himself into the observatorium, his scorpion's tail dangling behind, his dragon wings folded but twitching at his back, his lion's paws padding in a predatory fashion and his human face chewing on some bubblegum. Now I know I haven't visited your school in the last six and a half years, but I expect you've made great improvements and taught a lot of kids things, and have never once endangered the world with your magical foibles, said Mr. Manticore, inspecting a few cracked crystal balls and splintered wands. Well, you know, I like to think of teaching as a journey, just as learning is, really. Nope, I expect all my teachers to be top-notch straight out of the barrel, or else I sting them and turn them into bubblegum and chew on them a while and then spit them out and then they turn back unharmed, but they don't like getting chewed on. It's an awfully specific punishment. Indeed it is! Now show me around this observatory. Um, I call it the observatory, um. You know, when you start and end a sentence with um, you make a lot less sense, Abacus. Right, the second um was supposed to be part of observatory. Observatory um. I should have said it all together like that. Mr. Manticore's human eyes squinted. The lion's mane surrounding his face shook as he inched closer to the wizard. You're saying you changed the name of my school? I just thought Observatorium had sort of a nice ring. That's the last straw. You're fired, Abacus. Last straw? But I haven't even told you about all the times I nearly ended What If World. Well, then you're extra fired. Pack your things and vamoose before you get stung and turned into bubblegum. Not your best rhyme, Mr. Manticore. I said get out of here! 
and Abacus scrambled, failing in even deeper shame, going through all the drawers in his desk and stuffing a variety of conjured sweets and treats into his wizard's robe while the manticore's tail started to rattle. You know, it's snakes that sometimes rattle their tails before stinging. I'm like four different things. Why not snakes too? Now get out of here! <laughs> Mr. Manticore stretched out his wings irritably and made as if to pounce upon the wizard. Abacaboom, take me to the moon! Not your best rhyme either, Abacus! Touche! Abacus kept his wand pointed down, and a force like a rocket shot him towards the moon. Mr. Manticore flew after him in pursuit for a short while, still chewing on his bubblegum. I'll get you yet, Abacus! I thought you were giving me a chance to get away! Now probably come back later in the episode! Oh, just what I need. Abacus was flying to the moon a place he sometimes went to hide away, and he kept looking behind himself, even though Mr. Manticore was nowhere in sight, which is why he failed to see the rocket ship blasting towards the moon from another direction. Ow! That really hurt! said Abacus as the rocket crashed into him. Oh, sorry! said Hungry Bungry, a yellow, magical, alligator-like creature who spent most of his time on Mount Whateverest in What If World. You should really slow down, Hungry Bungry. How fast were you going? About 17,500 miles per hour. Well, if you had been going 18,000 miles an hour, I could have really been hurt. My wizard magic is only so strong. I'm so sorry. I was just taking my junkyard rocket ship to the moon to eat some of this moon candy. Moon, what did you say? Abacus suddenly thought of the piles and piles of sweets and treats and sometimes foods that he'd stashed in every other crater across the surface of the moon. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I think this moon sort of makes candy or something. And while eating literal garbage is actually quite good for me, sometimes I want to just eat a little candy, and I deserve that. Uh, sounds like a healthy outlook, but perhaps someone hid this candy here so that they could eat it without being looked at. Why would you need to eat without being looked at? Abigus picked himself up off the surface of the moon and dusted off his wizard's robes. He'd never really thought too deeply on why he didn't want people seeing him eat certain foods. Uh, well, because you shouldn't eat these foods, so... Shouldn't? Hold on a second. You can't use the words like should and shouldn't around food. You gotta learn to listen to your body and eat what makes you feel good. Sometimes to fill up your hunger and sometimes to fill up your bunger. I'm not sure I have a bunger. Oh, everybody's got a bunger. It's fed by stuff like, uh, making friends, reading a book, having a special treat, or dipping your toes and hot, wet garbage. I don't want any of that just now. I've been fired from my job. I just want to eat all of this hidden food and feel terrible. I know that feeling. I used to get my hunger and my bunger all mixed up. But here, try this, Abacus. What's one of your favorite things to eat? 
Well, sometimes I take a peanut butter cup and a marshmallow and I stick it inside two graham crackers and then I toast it a little bit with my water. No, 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 no. I'm not supposed to eat food like that. Hang on. Yes, you are. In fact, it is imperative that you eat that peanut butter cup s'more as soon as possible. <laughs> Abacus was feeling confused. Shame and sadness and anger all jumbled up after losing his job and having Hungry Bungry intrude upon his secret space. Now, if you want to be alone right now, I totally understand. You've had a terrible day, said Hungry Bungry, starting to reassemble his junkyard rocket ship. But I just want you to do one thing while I get ready to go. No promises. Of course, you're the boss of your body, but here's what I suggest. You make yourself that peanut butter cup s'more, and then, as you take a delicious bite out of it, you say, I deserve this. This feeds me, and I'm gonna enjoy every last second of it. I was thinking I would binge watch what flicks while stuffing my face with anything within reach. Is that an option? Okay, I see this is gonna take practice for you, but that's not, um, mindful eating. And it's gonna keep those feelings of food guilt and even shame spiraling down in you until you can't listen to your hunger or your bunger at all. Well, that got deep. Are you like a wise guy? Why, yes, I suppose I am. But sometimes I'm also a stinker, you know? Because of the garbage? No, because I'm my silly, authentic self. Even if some people think I stink. I embrace my stinkiness. I'm a stinker. So confident. Are you some kind of confident artist? Uh, yes, I suppose I am. I am a wise guy and a confidence artist. And you can be too. Wait a minute. Just sign up for my 12-week program, Hunger Yabunga. Only $7.99 what is a week for 500 weeks. Okay, I'm lost. Oh, fine. I must be setting the price too high. I mean, I'd buy a book, maybe. Oh, would you? Or at least follow you on Instagram. Okay, you don't mean to join the millions of others who have bungered their hunger with my specially catered program. You can still start taking care of yourself today. Just set a little goal, like maybe eating a meal without any distractions. And then follow through with that goal, and uh, that's how you build confidence. Doesn't sound like I'd need anyone's help to do that. Being mindful and setting small goals all kind of works together to build yourself back up and break some of those shameful cycles that were never really serving you. You know what? Said Abacus, taking a bite out of his peanut butter cup s'more. Hmm, this is good. And I do deserve this. You absolutely do. And I'm a wonderful teacher, no matter what Mr. Manticore says. Way the bunga your hunger. Oh, this again. Okay, for a limited time, it's only $4.99 per month. Still a bit steep for me. Oh, fine. But I still need to eat something right now. How about that sofa you're sitting on? This is the rocky ridge of a crater. Even better. I'm... Okay, so now you eat everything, not just garbage? You know, it's never really been clear. But I don't eat people, if that's what you're thinking. I wasn't thinking it until you said it. Well, I don't. But how should I know? Because I've been trying to help you rather than eat you, which I could have easily done. 
Ah, so you've thought about it. No! I'm just saying I'm very big and hungry, and capable of eating boulders and rocky crater stuff. I'm gonna slowly back away and not sign up for your 500-week program. You just stepped on my paw, wizard! Oh, I forgot about you. Yeah, it's me, Mr. Manticore! And I'm gonna eat you up! I thought you were going to turn me into bubblegum and then just chew on me a little. Frankly, I don't see the difference! Now hold still while I sting you! Mr. Manticore, have you ever considered that chewing on your contemporaries feeds neither your hunger nor your bunger? Excuse me? Come step into my office. That's just a hole you chewed in the moon, Hungry Bungry. What a spacious and modern office! Do you want to be head professor of the observatorium? Uh, yeah, sure. Wait, what? Then it's settled! Okay, Abacus, here's the keys to the dump. And here's the keys to the observatorium. <laughs> this is an old chewed-up golf club covered in your spit. Yeah, that unlocks the back door. And Hungry Bungry climbed back in to his junkyard rocket ship and blasted off toward the observatorium with Mr. Manticore flying close behind. You know what? Maybe it is time I took a break and learned to bunger my hunger. Abacus unstuck the longest, gummiest worm from his pocket and regarded it with a smile. I look forward to eating you, little gummy worm. But right now, what will really feed my bunger is practicing some magic here on the moon and enjoying a well-deserved vacation. Okay, but uh, would you mind maybe eating one of my friends because I just came alive? Help! Oh, come on. Fine. Yeah, thanks a lot, Abacus. Uh, good luck with the souls, uh, soul-searching stuff. The end. Oh, you can't live there. That's Hungry Bungry's office. Sydney and Elliot, thank you both so much for your questions, and I hope you all enjoyed your story. Folks at home, if you want to bunger your hunger, try supporting What If World on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash whatifworld for ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes, a shout-out on the show, and more. I'd also like to tell you about the podcast Noodle Loaf. Noodle Loaf is a musical podcast for kids by Dan Sachs. He makes learning about music fun for kids of all ages. So you can check out a noodle loaf wherever you listen to podcasts. JF Cat here to meow out Malia, age eight. She lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, and her favorite cat is JF Cat. Also, her favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip. I've also got one more meow out for Bradley. Bradley writes, I am eight years old. My favorite character is JF Cat. I like his accent and cats cheer me up. My cat is named Mr. Mittens. Thank you for all the awesome stories. Well, you're welcome. I'm 100% responsible for all of them. Mr. Eric is really just a figurehead. G give me that mic back, JFK. You can't silence me. It's just that it's not true. Thanks, Malia and Bradley. I'd also like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Miss Lynn, our producer, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who work on listening to and feeding your hunger and your bunger. And until we meet again, keep wondering. Calling 
all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.